All right, good morning, everybody. Mike Courtney here, Mass Mutual, Eastern Pennsylvania Brokerage Director. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we did this. We had the holidays. I had some illness. Steve had some illness. Nothing serious, thank God. Um, but we're back, and it's 2023, and I'm joined by my good friend and counterpart, Steve Parisi, President and CEO of IBC Global. Steve, good morning. Morning, Captain Mike. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Feeling good. Right on. Cool. Um, today, we want to talk a little bit about uh, some of your market demographic and what type of folks you guys are typically writing business with and working with. And then also, how does that, um, you know, kind of structure your marketing efforts or your processing efforts when it comes to new business and how you interface with clients? Yeah, definitely. That's a good topic. Um, and we, we've been refining that for a while. Um, we just went through a restructure as a company and have really refined um, our process as far as who we work with and who we will be working with, specifically talking about onboarding new clients, people that want to work with us. Um, but definitely a good topic. And just from experience of running a business, um, it's important to really define who you work with well and then sticking to that, not trying to do things that are not are not your strength. That's often where we see people really mess up and cause extra work, spend extra time that they wish they they hadn't invested into projects because it's not your specialty, it's not your niche. So it can take a while to get there, though, right? Because I would oh, yeah. imagine even if you know in the early years or any year really, even if you're working with you know, what I would call uh, maybe like a less success ratio client, you know, as a business owner and as a salesperson, sometimes you can get sucked into like, if you're busy, yeah. that feels good. That feels successful when a lot of times it's not real efficient. Yeah. Um, and that's a good point. So as far as who you're going to work with, do you mean working with someone who perhaps is taking out a smaller policy that does not generate as much revenue for the company, for your business, whether you're an independent agent or if you've got a company with a lot of fixed costs and such. If you're working with someone that's considering, call it a small policy that doesn't generate a profit at all, perhaps you even lose money from a time standpoint by spending time with them instead of someone else. Yeah, it's good to your point that you feel busy because I'm working on production and it all adds up over time. That, that has always been my mindset. But then at the same time, you do need to be smart and think, okay, if I spend time or an excessive amount of time helping this person, yeah, it does generate some revenue. But when I actually see my books and my costs are exceeding that, like I got to be smart with my time and say, I can't work with you or here's the process that I'd like you to go through, Mr. and Mrs. Client or prospect, before we start to work together. Here's some educational content that we have that everyone we work with typically views this first. And it gets you to a stage where you're going to know 80 to 90% of everything you need to know before we start looking at your personal situation. Does that make sense? All right, it, it does. So so from, from your perspective, and I, I feel the same way, you know, it's not really so much, I mean, there is a relationship with, with you know, potential revenue to be earned measuring success. Yeah. But it's more about time. It is. Yeah. So how do you, because in my mind, um, 
I'm happy to work on a smaller piece of business if it doesn't take up any of my time. And I'm happy to work on a larger piece of business if it takes up, you know, a little bit, a little bit of time. Um, so you really are, are, you know, you're really trying to identify informed um, clients who are ready to make a decision. <laughs> yes. So over the year, to help. Co correct. Yeah, correct. And that's what we've been working on for a while to get that well, how process. Do you do, how do you identify that? How do you target that? Yeah. So first we look at our experience as far as who we've worked with well. Um, when I say worked with well, people that have come to us and when I have my first conversation with them, my sense is this person like gets it. Like they're more educated than some clients I've spent with in the past and have had five meetings with them going through everything. Like they're educated. Like, how do you know all this stuff? Well, I've been doing research. I've seen a lot of the YouTube content that you've got or material on your website, whatever. And they're at a point where they're almost ready to go. Yeah, there's a couple of things we've got to fine tune based on their particular situation. And then I always want to be responsive too. So they've got, they know that we're a resource for them. Um, but my point is they're educated. So what we've noticed drawing on our own experience is typically people paying in larger dollar amounts. If it's 50,000 per year, really 100K per year or more into a life insurance policy. So cash value is the goal. And by the way, if you're paying in 100 grand per year, your minimum premium, your commitment's typically around 10K. So I'm not stroking a check for 100K every single year. I'm paying 10. And then at discretion, I'm adding up to 100K oh, per year. So it's flexible. I always like to add that. But that type of individual, in the majority of cases, is educated beforehand. And when I say educated, they've done research before they've had a conversation. They don't want to come into that conversation saying, start from the beginning. It kind of like if we're shopping for a car, I don't walk into a car dealership saying, tell me everything about the car. You know, here's what I'm looking for. No, I'm doing research. Yeah, no, like I'm doing research on everything. And I've got a pretty clear picture of what I want I know the basics. Me personally, I've looked up the horsepower, how quick zero to 60, um, all the stuff that, that's fun that I like about cars. You're looking for way, like some fine tuning and then you're making a decision. Yeah. And then my, I've got very pointed questions. Here's what I want. Hey, am I correct here? Is my understanding off about this particular model, whatever it might be? So the same thing with those individuals looking at higher, larger policies, they're at that stage because they've done the research first. So the thing is, how do we get everyone who wants to work with us to that stage where they've done a degree of research, research before we actually assist them? And that, that's what we've, we've been working on, um, yeah, developing. So that, that's the experience we draw on. I talked a lot there. Any questions on that? Yeah, so let's say I reach out and I am, you know, I've done a little bit of research, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm by no means an expert. And I've got some ideas in my head okay. of what I'd like to contribute, but I'm definitely not the type of person that's coming in and saying, I want to put in $100,000 a year. Here's how I want to use this policy. Here's the company I want to use. Here's why I need your help. I'm more of, well, I probably have, you know, ten dollars to $20,000 of disposable income a year. I could put it into this. I like this. But I definitely need to hear more. So how do you take me from, you know, A to Z without 
you spending all the time on all the letters in between. Yeah. So typically what helps in a case like that, you've done some research, you're 50% of the way there, but if we have meetings with you, it's going to take a lot of time is here. Well, first off, we've got an intake form that has a few questions. Well, it's seven to 10 questions that really tells us up front if you're at a stage where you're, I'm ready to go, or if you're at a stage that you just described, I need more information first. And a lot of times we can identify that over an initial call too. But to answer your question, here you go, Mike, here's a couple of videos that are similar to your situation with someone trying to find out, do they want to pay in $10,000 or $20,000 per year? Here's what both scenarios look like. Here's the questions this person asked. Here's the different companies and products this person looked at. Here's the funding period. They were interested in funding just for 10 years. Here's another guy who wanted to be able to pay into it forever. So now you can see someone in a similar situation to what you're in asking questions for you because a lot of times we don't know what to ask, but then we see, oh, that's what I'd like to ask, what that person just asked. So now you can see a case study similar to your situation from a funding standpoint. The age might be similar as well. But when you can see that, that typically gets you closer to that, okay, that is what I'm looking for, or a little bit more refined. But now when we have that conversation, you've let us know, yeah, like I'm looking for something very similar to that. I've got a couple questions perhaps on the company and product, but now I'm, I'm pretty much ready to go. Can you quantify what percentage, I mean, even just, you know, gross ballpark, what percentage <laughs> of folks get to that point and then you never hear from again? Um, like ready to go, and then we never hear from them? No, coming in looking for info, you're loading them up with videos. Oh. I would imagine a lot of those people drop off. Yeah. Which um, is the point. I mean, you know, correct. I get it. Like, you're you're not uh, put off by that. It's, 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 you know, it's less wasted time. It, yeah. So, I mean, that's probably greater than 50%, five yeah. zero. Um, yeah, and that's perfectly fine. I mean, right. we like we want to work with people who want to work with us. Like, if it's a mutual fit, and if it's not, that's okay. And if you are working with someone else, and perhaps you you want to bounce ideas off of us, or you want to leverage our content, like we've got a lot of people that have a licensed that have a, a relative that's a licensed agent and want to buy a policy through them. So how I view it is: here's content that will help your cousin or your brother set up a policy that's designed for maximum cash value so you don't have buyer's remorse. We wanna help you get there as quickly as possible. If you wanna work with us, hey, that's great. We'd love to work with you as long as, you're, as we're a mutual fit. If not, here's the content you can leverage with your current agent, and that's perfectly fine. Like people can do that regardless. So, I mean, that's why we've got it there. How has this changed for you over the years? I mean, I would imagine at a certain point, it was just like, you know, any call anything. that came in, you're attacking yeah. the same way, right? Oh, yeah. It's like kind of like, I'll take anything, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've always been big on that to follow up, always get back in, back in touch with people quickly. And we still do that with the people we work with. Um, but it's definitely the, our process has evolved over time where initially when we got in contact with a prospect who was interested. We're following up with them. We know competition is, right? Just follow up quickly, provide information. We want to work with you. And it's kind of like, I'll do anything to work with you. We're at a point now 
where we can't really do that just from an intake standpoint, where we're a bit over, I don't want to use the term overwhelmed, but as far as the people that come in wanting to work with us, we're at a stage where you say, okay, we do have to say no to some people. Um, and that was a choice I made too, because initially, like another solution to that is just to hire more agents to help service more people. Like you could do that. I know a lot of agencies yeah. that, that actually practice that. The problem you run into with that hiring a lot of agents is we had people selling too quickly and not providing education up front or the level of service that we would normally provide to someone wasn't always there and it wasn't always intentional, but issues popped up. And then if you've got a client that has problems, you've got to go in and fix it because you want things to work out properly for them. So I made a decision there. It was extremely difficult for me to do to say, okay, instead of just looking at hyper growth, bringing on agents to work with as many people as possible and grow, 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 grow. Let's really focus on providing white glove service to the individuals we work with. Let's beef that up with our existing client base. And then when we take on people, the ones that we've had good experiences with, we want everyone to really fall into that category. And we know what that, that person looks like as far as doing the research up front, the questions they ask during the call and such. So as far as who we bring on, we'll limit it as far as we'll take on 10 to 20 clients per month or however many we can actually handle and actually provide a solid service, meaning we're that person, they've got a fantastic experience, we can help them indefinitely, really have a, a niche focus working with the people that we're very, very good at working with and that want to work with us too, as opposed to chasing business, if that makes sense. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I mean, really smart approach, I think, because you're gonna, you're still, you know, you, the mindset is maximizing revenue. Yeah. Um, you're you're gonna minimize as opposed to like, you know, going crazy with overhead and expense and trying to just suck in as much business as you can. It's not as efficient, if you will, from a from a revenue perspective. But you're still gonna be in a position where you can tweak that as you want, as time goes on, um, and as experience allows you to make decisions to, you know, maybe open up that funnel a little bit or yeah. add a key key employee in a certain area to handle a certain type of client or a certain type of issue that keeps coming up. Um, no, I think that's that's really, uh, really forward thinking to, to work the business that way. Yeah, I mean, it was was not easy to do. I had a lot of help and I you know, look at people who are way ahead of me and what they're doing with their business and in my industry and in other industries. Um, and it's a decision we made. And a thing that I, I don't want to do is ever become someone that will say, no, we won't work with you because you don't have enough money. You know, just when I look at how I started out in the business, almost failed out of it. First policy was less than 200 bucks per month. And struggled in the beginning to keep it, right? speaking openly. So what I don't want to do is say to someone who used to be in my position back then, hey, we're not going to work with you because you have to hit this certain dollar amount. Um, that's just not, it's just not me. I don't ever want to go down that road. But at the same time, we've discovered that people who are paying in larger, larger dollar amounts are doing the research up front, so we work well with them. So what we'll require then is... For really anyone that's considering a policy before we will really engage with you, 
doing the, the proper research up front to get to that stage where you're almost ready to go, where you know the basics and such. And we've got our, our course in place that just shows you exactly A, B, C, D, here's what you need to know, and then we can help with your personalized policy, regardless of the funding amount. Um, and if you want to work with us, you'll go through that content. If you don't, that's perfectly fine. That's how I, how I look at it. How do you translate this message to brokers who are just starting out or really kind of desperate for business? You know, I think for me, um, it's a tough message, but if I am a new broker or someone who, you know, is not sitting on a big client base or a lot of assets under management or a ton of policies and underwriting. And I'm really out there fighting day to day to find clients and to have good appointments, yeah. let alone good cases. I think I, I, I still should have the mindset of not wasting my own time. You know, like you mm -hmm. still have to, you have to be real honest with people and upfront with people and um, be cognizant of how important your time is. Because even if you're not making a lot of money or not having a lot of success, that doesn't mean me spending three hours on the phone with you answering every question under the sun is good use of my time. I could be out trying to find somebody else or trying to improve my skills in another way or, you know? Yeah. So I, it's a tough message. It is because as I draw, draw on my experiences, I will say that the, the countless number of, of individuals that ask me every question under the sun and me hearing that from people and having the opportunity to answer the question or answer the questions and then look at how I answered the questions and say, okay, that was horrible, Steve. You've got to communicate that more clearly and really work on communication. That helped a lot, like the meetings over and over and over again. So repetition is good yeah. there. So we want to make sure we practice, but at the same time, being smart with our time, it, I guess I could say this, if I were to do it all over again and start from day one, just knowing what I know now, what I would do is is look at the people that I enjoy working with or that I just click with, whether it's dollar amount, the personality, we just mesh really well. And I say, I wish every client was like that. Every broker and agent has someone like that or a number of people. I wish everyone was like that client. So where we've gotten a lot of success is when I take those clients, share their stories in our marketing content or with a prospect as far as here's what another person did. Here's the questions they asked. Here are the different options they looked at. Here's how they're using their policy. And then what ends up happening is people similar to that type of client that I just connected with hear that story and say, hey, that, that actually sounds like something I really want. And then if it, if it doesn't sound like that, you get some people, ah, that's not really for me. Well, then that helps you determine up front without even knowing it, if that person's a good, good fit for you from a time perspective or if they're not. Because if you clicked with someone very similar, the chances are more likely that you're going to click well with the person that's attracted to that story. Hmm. Does that make sense? So, you know, in a nutshell, you know, I think we've, we've, we both said the same thing <laughs> in that, you know, even if you're just starting out or 
you know, if you're a career changer and you're trying to find new clients, be really mindful of your time yeah. and how you're spending that time and how you can really maximize that time. Um, even if it, you know, you're going to have meetings where you feel like that was a waste of time or this person's not going to do anything. They're just running me around in circles. Then you're practicing your craft. Yeah. You know, um, and, and that, that, that is definitely important. Those meetings prepare you for all the meetings to come for sure. They, they do. A lot of my biggest learning lessons have been failures on some of the biggest opportunities. And to be specific, I reflect on exactly how I conducted that meeting or the phone calls. Did I ask questions and listen, or did I just go into some presentation someone else recommended um, and really learned what not to do, which is a lot of times more valuable than what to do. But it, there's a lot to be said about practice. When you mess up, don't view it as a waste of time. View it as practice, whether you mastering your, your trade and exactly and becoming more fluent with what you're saying and such, or just learning, hey, I shouldn't spend time there. And I know from experience now that it's not a good idea. Well, the only way to know where the missteps are and how to avoid them is by taking the misstep and, and falling on your face. For most people, some of us have that rare ability to truly listen to someone else when they say, don't do this from experience. I can tell you it's not going to work. But most of us hear that. And kind of like when we were kids and our parents told us not to do something, we do it anyway. And then we learn for ourselves, I, I shouldn't have done that. Well, it's the same, same thing here, right? When someone says, I ah, don't do that, it's going to be a waste of time. Like, oh, no, I know it'll work. I'm right. I'm just going to do it anyway. And then you might get uh, some sense of instant gratification. But then several years later, you look back and think, yeah, that person was right. <laughs> do you get feed have you been getting feedback from clients about this uh this process with the intake sheet and the videos and the um the questions and i i mean feedback in that i would think it makes for much smoother um it does kind of low key client experience it it, it does uh, i mean if someone wants to work with us like they they'll go through that um the the intake form we have is just a handful of questions it takes a couple minutes it, and it's for someone who it, who reaches out to us already like when someone sends me an email and says here's what i got here's what i'm interested in i've got a lump sum of money that i'm going to move into a policy over a certain number of years i'm interested in using it for my business or real estate i do need help with estate planning like a lot of times they'll send an email outlining exactly what they're interested in so this form is meant to help everyone get to that stage when people reach out directly um so if they're reaching out or they're engaging with us they already have a good sense of what they want so we haven't gotten too much feedback uh regarding the form and really, I picked it up from someone that I was interested in working with. Um, and I knew him. I've known him for a while, uh, initially from Cash Value Life Insurance. He was interested. Then I was interested in working with him, with his service. And he said, hey, before we, before you meet with my team, here's an intake form I'd like, to, like you to complete. It's our process. Everyone goes through it. I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'm going to do that. Even though I've already had that relationship with him for a while, I went through that form and it, I learned from it. I said, okay, we can, we can do this for people we work with in our business. So I, I stole the idea from them. You could say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I do think, um, speaking from a client's perspective, I think, I think it makes for 
you know, some people might view it as like, uh, what it, you know, almost like when you're filling out the forms at the doctor's office, it's like, no, this, <laughs> th I, this is going to make things smoother yeah. for us in the long yeah. run. And yeah. if we want to work together, this is what we have to do. And then things are going to be a lot smoother. Yeah, that's a good illustration because it's it's necessary. Otherwise, the doctor can't be productive with their time and they're always yeah. pressed for time. Right. Yeah. Although I don't think my doctor reads anything that I'm writing down, but <laughs> someone reads it to him. Yeah. You guys do read it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I do like to read that information that people submit. Right. Yeah. All right. Great. Um, if anybody has any questions about anything we talked about today or wants to find out more about Steve Parisi and IBC Global and their process for new clients, existing clients, and how they manage their business. It's fascinating. They are best in class and feel free to reach out anytime. If anybody wants to talk all things Mass Mutual or any other life disability, long-term care, fixed annuity, I'm Mike Courtney, and we're happy to... Uh, be going through another week here ready to rock right january 2023 i can't believe it right on my friend yes it'll be a fun year thank you so much I'm sure. thanks steve all right thanks enjoy